This is Hustle and Pro with Kelly Walker. Join Kelly as she talks sports with players, coaches, organizers, and entrepreneurs from BWE League to Pro. Now here's your host, Kelly Walker. We talk plenty about pro sports and even high school athletes in sports here on Hustle and Pro, but we're diving into college sports again today and telling you about a chance to see some college basketball here in Frisco soon. Our guest, Keisha Dunlap, is here to help. Welcome to Hustle and Pro, Keisha. Thank you, Kelly. Excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming. So let's learn about you, and then we'll get into uh, some of the Conference USA action that's coming up. So tell me who you would say is your all-time favorite athlete. Ooh, that's easy. Michael Jordan. (laughs) easy easy peasy would you say then what's your favorite sport to watch probably along the same lines we'll keep the theme going basketball okay um grew up playing a lot of different sports um my dad played college basketball my brother played basketball in high school um so that's been a big a big sport in our family then what's your favorite sport to do yourself or to play i really liked playing volleyball when i was in um When I was in high school, that was probably my favorite sport to play. Actually, when I went to college, um, I went to college uh, on a track scholarship, so ended up throwing the hammer uh, in college. Uh, But my roommates were volleyball players, and they're still some of my very best friends to this day. So I really learned to love the game of volleyball when I was playing it and then supporting my my roommates and the volleyball team in college. So you played volleyball in high school, then Mm -hmm. ended up playing... Well, track and field, a yes. field event, yes. right, in college, but then your roommates were volleyball players, so you probably were at those games and yeah. were kind of a pseudo-volleyball teammate I, then. I was. It kind of came full circle for me because that was always my favorite sport. It wasn't the sport I was best at, but really just I like the action, uh, the fast-paced action of volleyball. Um, and then I just so happened to live right across the hall from volleyball players. And like I said, they became really my group of friends in college. And um, still to this day, they're my, my college friends. So. so was this throwing the hammer and getting a scholarship for that, was this sort of a random thing? Or were you? is that something you excelled at all through high school too? Um, I really didn't start uh, with track until my sophomore year in high school. Oh. So I played everything growing up. Um, you know, the Saturday morning soccer where you got the donuts and the, the orange juice after yeah. the games. I did went through that stage, um, played slow pitch softball. Um, but when I got to high school, it was fast pitch softball. And I think I got a little scared just because I had never played it before. So I didn't play anything in that spring of my freshman year in high school. And I was so bored. I was just so used to always having, you know, one when once one sport was done, I was going right to the next one. So then after basketball season, my freshman year in high school, I didn't do anything in the spring and went about crazy. Um, so my sophomore year, one of my friends that played basketball said, why don't you just at least go out for the track team, just throw the the shot put uh, yeah. in the discus just so you're doing something. I was like, oh, okay, I'll try it. You never know. Um, never. Track and field is one of those things yeah. that you just, you might have that skill and you didn't really know I, it. I had no idea. Because you don't play it as a young child usually. No, yeah. no, not at all. So ended up being pretty successful um, in the first year that I did it, in the second year that I did it. Um, and then it was really important for me. I really wanted to play sports in college. And I kind of kind of had to look at myself and say, okay, what's going to give me the best opportunity to play sports in college? And it was track and field. So I really focused on that my senior year in high school. So growing up, were you a family that had that, you know, 
hope and goal that you played in college, like when you were little? Yeah, not really as a family. It was probably more so personal. Okay. Uh, again, my brother uh, played in high school, and he just made the decision. He probably could have gone maybe to a small school or done done something uh, in college with sports, but um, he chose to go to a major university and, and live that normal uh, college student experience. But I just, I didn't want to do that. I really, really wanted to keep sports as a part of my life. Right. So it was important really for me, not so much for my family, but it was more of a personal goal. And then, so that normal college experience you talked about, we talk to people sometimes when they get there, they realize, I want that. And I've signed on to be an athlete. Yeah. And they realize when you've signed on to be an athlete at many schools, it's your full-time life. Absolutely. Did yeah. you, did you feel that? And you obviously still liked it because you kept with it. Yeah. Um, I never really felt that. Like I said, I think it was a testament in my freshman year in high school when I didn't have a sport to compete in. I didn't know what to do with myself. I think I was so used to the organization of being in a sport and having a time schedule and um, just making sure that I was going to practice and then doing my homework and all like those that's things. that's what you liked about yeah, it. Yeah, I did. I liked the structure. I'm mm -hmm. a very structured person. So I really think I like that structure. So for me, um, in college, especially with a sport like track and field, you essentially, with an indoor season and an outdoor season, you start after Labor Day, so in September, and you essentially go all the way through the, our outdoor track championship is one of our very last championships of the year in May. Oh, wow. So you go all year. So there, I never really had a time to be a normal, a regular college student. Right. And in fact, if we did get a week off or time off, I, I was looking around going, okay, what do I do? I don't mm -hmm. have study tables. I don't have practice. <laughs> like, I, I think I can get in too much trouble here <laughs> without having a sport. Right. So it was a good, it was a good experience for you then. Absolutely. Okay. We haven't talked about where you went to college. Eastern Illinois? Yeah. Okay. When I hear that, you know, here in Dallas, so I think Tony Romo, there right? There you go. Absolutely. So I looked it up to double check. Um, there's also some others right? There, yes. Who do you, who else do you use at the top? Of Probably your list? the most um, popular coming off the heels of the Super Bowl is Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo. I know. I didn't know Niners. that. So yeah. I researched to interview you. Yeah. No, I didn't cross over with Jimmy. I'm a little older than him, but Tony and I actually crossed over for a couple of years. So I, I knew wondered. Tony. I knew Tony in college. Oh, you did? Yeah. And, um, you know, he came to Dallas to, to um, play for the Cowboys pretty soon after college and I was here pretty soon after college and we ran into each other maybe once or twice um, just around at a different event and we would sit and you know have a conversation and then really I'll throw the story in real quick I saw him probably on his last maybe year or two of playing and you know he's a big sports fan and he loved sure. going to SMU basketball games and I had gone to an SMU basketball game and saw him in a parking garage and I was like I'm probably never going to see Tony again just on the street I need to say hello. Yeah. So I yelled, you know, Tony, it's Keisha, Eastern, Eastern Illinois. And he was so excited to see me. And Aww. it felt really good only because people always know, you know, they always hear me say Eastern Illinois and they think of Tony yeah. here in Dallas. Yep. And I always Can't say, <laughs> yeah. And I always say, because in college, he was the nicest guy. And I say, he's a really good guy. And you'd never know how fame affects mm -hmm. people. Um, so I had been saying that for so long. So to, for us to have that interaction and we like walked into the arena together and he was asking me about all of our mutual friends and asking me what I was doing. It was just such a genuine conversation that it, it felt good that I was saying that he was such a good guy. Yeah. Um, but really good. validated really, that. Yeah, it did. It did. That's awesome. I'm glad, too, because yeah. I love him. Yeah, I don't I do, know I him do by any means, but I love him. Okay, so then you quickly went from being a student athlete to then 
maybe as a graduate student coaching mm -hmm. and never really looked back. You've had a long career in sports, right? Have yeah. you ever done anything else? I mean, it feels like that's your life, right? Never, never done anything else. Um, actually, when anybody asked me, what would you do if you weren't working in sports? And I kind of get a panic attack because I don't know what I would do because it's been such a part of my life uh, for my whole professional career. Uh, as you said, I coached for a year. I knew coaching probably wasn't going to be um, long-term but um, finished that out for a year to finish my coursework for my master's degree and then started working on the administration side of athletics, and that's where I've landed. So you were at University of Arkansas, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and let's see, I wrote that NCAA D1 Competition Oversight Committee mm -hmm. um, right now, and for how long have you been with Conference USA? A long time. Right? It'll be 16 years in September. 16 so years. So I just celebrated the 15 year, got a little placard on my oh, name okay. in the office. Well, congrats. Yes, thank you. So you're the Senior Associate Commissioner, mm -hmm. it's a mouthful, and, and the COO. Yes. Okay, so what I need to know, I was surprised when I first started seeing you guys in town um, covering sports for Lifestyle Frisco. I was surprised when I learned that a conference as big as you guys mm -hmm. was, was local here mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and celebrating 25 years. Yeah. I don't know if you've been here all that 25 years, no. not you personally, no, but the no. conference. Um, so tell me just kind of background-wise, like what, what is Conference USA? Yeah, so Conference USA came to the Metroplex um, really at the time I started working for them. So we've been here almost 16 years. Our offices used to headquarter in Chicago. So um, I'm sure you've heard, obviously, working in sports and talking to a lot of different um, college athletics folks that um, there's been a lot of realignment, meaning mm -hmm. a lot of institutions have been shifting what conferences they belong to. So because of some realignment, it really didn't make sense for the headquarters to sit in Chicago anymore. It really made more sense to get it a little bit more centrally located. And I use that term very loosely because if you look at our footprint in Conference USA right now, we span from El Paso, Texas, all the way to Huntington, West Virginia, all the way down to Miami, Florida with yeah. our 14 institutions. But, but still, not Chicago, Illinois. Exactly, not no. north. Yeah. So Dallas really does make sense. We have four institutions in the state of Texas. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense for us to be here. And a lot of people probably don't know, but Dallas is really a hotbed for not only college athletics, but athletics. Obviously, we have all of our pro teams here, but from a college athletic standpoint, the Big 12 office is here, um, the CFP, the college football playoff is here, um, Lone Star Conference is here, Southland Conference is here. I mean, there's a lot of different sport entities that call the Metroplex home. That so, is a lot. Yeah, and I, I don't think a lot of people realize that, but um, it's funny because we get a lot of traffic in our office from... Um, either interns, like the NCAA has a great internship program, and they uh, give all of their interns the ability to make one professional development trip a year. And we get so many people coming to Dallas because they can come here and they can go to three, four different yeah. conference offices, in, sure, you know, different um, athletic departments. They can CFP, see a lot. Yeah, National Football Foundation is here. I mean, there's wow. so many different organizations here. So we get a lot of a lot of traffic because of that. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. See, I'm learning. <laughs> so let's talk about the schools that make up Conference USA. You mentioned some of the states. Um, so can you rattle them all off? Uh, 14 schools. I, I can. Okay. I usually go west to east to rattle go off for the it. schools. Yep. So let's see if I hit them. So we've got UTEP and El Paso, um, obviously North Texas and Denton, uh, Houston, um, Rice, which is in Houston, Rice University, uh, UTSA in San Antonio. Then we've got La Tech in Ruston, um, Southern Miss in Hattiesburg, UAB, 
uh, in Birmingham, and I'm going to go up north a little bit and go to Middle Tennessee in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and Western Kentucky in Bowling Green. Then we've got uh, Marshall in Huntington, West Virginia, um, Old Dominion in Norfolk, Virginia, Charlotte in North Carolina, and then the, our Florida schools, so Florida Atlantic and FIU in Boca in Miami. Well done. Did I hit them? You got them all. Okay. I got to look at, I got to do the mental map in my head and go, you did it. go yeah. west to east. That's how I usually That's great. can do it. That was great. So yeah, four Texas schools. Mm -hmm a lot of activity. So that's maybe one reason why you guys do host tournaments like the upcoming, um, I call it Hoops at the Star. I know there's a formal name for I it. I love but that you use that. I do. I like that. It's easy to remember. Yeah, and it I, is. when I try to go look up the brackets or whatever, it's easy to find because yeah. you do conferenceusa.com, Hoops at the Star. Yep. Um, Good plug. So, <laughs> Good job, Kelly. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> that's coming up. Um, I kind of think of it as like the spring break um, tournament, but yep. it's coming up March 11th through 14th. So maybe that's part of why you guys choose Frisco because you're probably likely to get a, a, some local draw from all those Texas schools. But tell me just in general about that tournament yeah. and what it looks like. What's the format? Yeah, this will be our third year here in Frisco um, and appreciate you using our, our tag of Hoops at the Star. It's really been a great event for us. Um, again, with four teams in Texas, um, our membership was really looking for a neutral site to host our basketball championship. And obviously, we don't have a school in Frisco. Frisco is a neutral site. Obviously, um, Denton is a few miles up the road, mm -hmm. but, you know, really, it's... North Texas doesn't play here. So um, it's really been able to give us a neutral site location. In Frisco, I will say just the the community, the city has done such a phenomenal job of dubbing themselves, I believe, a Sports City USA and bringing so many different athletic events um, here and being represented by so many different organizations and from professional to, to college. I know they do you know, a big baseball, college baseball yep. tournament yep. you know, at the Rough Riders facility. So they just have done such a great job, I think, of really bringing in a lot of different sport events that this has just really been a great a great location for us. Um, Speaking of, um, yes, the Frisco Classic. It'll be right before you guys. Right before us. It hits at the end of February. Yep. Um, and I know that it's a big part of, like, economic development here mm -hmm. in Frisco. So mm -hmm. what do you know about how much having your tournament here does for the city? Yeah, well, we work hand-in-hand -hand with Visit Frisco. They've got great folks over there. But really, the, our four-day tournament, you have to think, we've got 24 teams. So our top 12 um, men's and women's basketball teams qualify. With those teams come their fans. With those teams come their bands. Mm -hmm. Bands make up, I mean, there's 30 different <laughs> band members. with band, yeah. and band parents There's right there. 30 band members. With those bands come cheer. And here goes another 12. Um, some of them add a dance team on. So we're talking about a lot of traffic moving in to Frisco really over the course of probably six days for our tournament because obviously teams are going to come early because we have a practice day and all that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, some estimates have said that our tournament will generate you know, over $4 million in direct spending and economic impact to the community of community of Frisco. I mean, that's a huge number when yeah. you think about it. Um, I was sent another statistic that over 1,400 jobs will be supported because of our basketball championship here. So, I mean, that's just a testament of how important it is for cities and communities to embrace events like that and support them and go out and purchase tickets yes. and, and show up in the stands and be there to support these events. Because and be nice to the people <laughs> and they're exactly. here and you're sitting in restaurants with these people yeah. coming in because yeah. you want them in like the football bowl games we get. I mm -hmm. mean, you want them to, to enjoy their stay yeah, here. Yeah, it's and, all about them having back. a great experience. Mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. Because it all props 
up our they all They all need a place to stay. They all need something to eat. So they're they're frequenting all these different establishments in the community. And if they have a good time, they're going to go back and they're going to say, hey, Conference USA Basketball Tournament is in Frisco again. You guys didn't go last year. We had such a great time. You should go this year. I mean, and that's what we're looking for. Yes. And one thing I learned about this tournament when it was here last year, I'm not sure if we've mentioned that it's at the Star. It is. At the Ford Center. Ford Center at the Star. Um, that... The winner of the men's and the women's, they get a bid to the NCAA yeah. tournament, yes? So March Madness, everybody knows what that is. Yeah. So if you're even not super familiar with how it all works out, everybody knows what, what March Madness means. For me, again, you heard me say basketball is my favorite sport. Yeah. Michael Jordan is my favorite athlete. To me, there's no better time than March Madness because that's the true story of, like, the underdog can prevail. I mean, how fun is it to see a Loyola Chicago advance to yeah. the Final Four in those stories that come with that? So to me, that's such a great time. And... Um, our tournament, we as a conference, we get an automatic bid for our both our men's and our women's teams um, into the NCAA tournament. So the winner, the teams that win that f that Saturday 4:30 championship final for the women and 7:30 championship final for the men, those winners get an automatic ticket into the NCAA championship, in. which is really cool. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really cool. And then you guys get to cheer those teams on throughout we the brackets do. and hope that they have a good showing. We do. That's so exciting. Okay, so what else does anybody in Frisco need to know? Um, I know that there's some, like, family-friendly things happening and the, that... Um, fan turf, fest. Yes, fan fest. Yes. The I couldn't think of the word turf. Um, in front of the star. So yep. you can take your kids out there and do all those mm -hmm. kinds of activities. There's, there's games and maybe music and things. Yep. Is that right? Yep, I'm trying absolutely. to remember back from last yeah. year. So um, out, they call it's called Tostitas Plaza, and that's the turf outside of Ford Center. Um, we hold a fan fest in conjunction with our championship. So every game day, we'll have inflatables and baskets and just all set up a sponsor village, have an opportunity for people to try things and get free stuff. It's really a great opportunity uh, to bring your family out, especially since it's spring break. Mm -hmm. I know um, a lot of times people are trying to find th things for their family to do of when course. they're not in school. Yeah. So, um, you know, year one, it wasn't on spring break. And I think we had kind of a different approach to it. But the, now the last two years, it's spring break week. And I really think we can capitalize off of that. And we have been able to capitalize off that because, again, people are trying to find something for their kids to do. Bring them out to Ford Center and let them play. Let them play in the Fan Fest and then come on inside and watch some great basketball. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's really fun. exciting. It's fun to go in there because you have two courts going and you yeah. can – we strategically sat kind of in the middle so you can sort of see, see the both. different, yeah, yeah how so different ones are going. That was a really interesting, um, and I give all all credit to our commissioner for coming up with that idea because we were um, in a different city on a site visit just looking at different places to potentially have our tournament. And... Um, you know, one of the city officials said, I wish we could get more more traffic into our football arena. I mean, it was just kind of an offhand comment. Mm -hmm. And my commissioner, Judy McLeod, was like, well, I mean, we'll just put both, we'll just play both tournaments in there, separate it by a curtain, have two courts going on at the same time. You can watch both, you know, both games at the same time and we'll do it. And everybody was like, oh, ha, 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 funny, funny, funny. And then 
I was kind of thinking, I was like, that's really not a bad idea. <laughs> and then that's really where it birthed. It and we just, sense. we just kept kind of talking about it and thinking about it. And then when Frisco came to play, we were looking at obviously at Ford Center and building a facility, building a, an arena, basically with a court. I mean, we bring everything in court, basket, seating, um, shot clocks, everything we build and we bring it in. And then we looked at a, a, another facility because again, what's unique about our tournament is that we host both our men's and our women's at the same time, mm -hmm. which means we either need more days to get more games in or we need more facilities to get more games in. So in, in, instead of extending our tournament to like an eight, nine day tournament to get all these games in, we chose to keep it tight under four days, but we need a secondary facility. So we looked at some facilities around the area and then that idea kind of came back. Well, I mean, Ford Center is big enough. What if we built it? What if we built two? Right. So um, it's really unique. And I will, I will say I'm confident saying that we're the only um, conference that that conducts our championship in this way. And, you know, it was scary. Year one was scary mm -hmm. because we put all of our, you know, all of our thought, all of our resources into making sure that we had two, we could have two games going on with no noise issues, right. with no issues, Just building two courts. The logistical. Yeah. So until unknown. you build that fully, which mm -hmm. is not cheap, um, you don't really know. So we didn't have really a dry run. So <sighs> I will never forget that when that first game tipped off, we were like, okay, good. But then the second, we stagger our game times a little bit. Right. So when that second game tipped off 30 minutes later, I think we were all just kind of standing they're holding our collective breaths uh -huh. and hoping it all yeah was okay. and yeah. it ended up being great it and worked. um you know it the i think the best comment is um after in year one because we play on two different courts for the first round and then the quarterfinals and then when we get down to four men's and women's teams we combine on one court mm -hmm. and it was like magic because in the middle of the night on thursday night we had them totally unload that other court so when people showed up on friday morning for the semifinals, the second court was totally gone back to one yeah stage. and it was just <laughs> one stage. court and i think we had a couple people comment and say you know something's kind of missing not having <laughs> the other game going on and it just it just caught it it just made for a different atmosphere and we hear a lot it really gives a championship atmosphere kind of an NCAA championship atmosphere which is was is great and it preps those teams that win as they head into first rounds of, yeah. of the NCAA event so well it's fantastic so our my whole family enjoyed it Good. because of the two different you know courts and activities so we will be back again awesome this spring break um so awesome. Well, it's nice talking to you and learning a little about your story and yeah. your career in sports and bringing the Conference USA um, tournament here to Frisco. So thank you for your time today. No problem. Thank you for having me, Kelly. 